<clears throat> so let's get into the raw material, and we're going to finish uh, the Law of One session four, the second part. That session came originally January 22, 1981, nearly exactly uh, 33 years ago. And again, this is just the fourth session. This is the re-listened version. Last time we went through some material about pyramids, and now we're going to go into the uh, discussion about healing, which is just the introductory uh, presentation from Ra. And you can see that their approach is from the general to the specific. And that's actually considered the, the standard way, traditionally, to present metaphysics. This is not new. It's been done for millennia this way. The teacher presents the general and then moves down towards the specific and then back up to the, to the general or universal. So last time, I believe we covered uh, the first ten, nine questions. Uh, I want to go uh, start from 4.9, Don's question about ask, Don's question asking if Ra would instruct them. And that was done last session or last our last talk. And we'll start from there, 4.9, and go through the end of the fourth session. <clears throat> so Don asks, is it possible for you, Ra, to instruct healing techniques if we could make available these individuals that have that native ability? And Ra had said at 4.8 that there are some people um, who could take the calling of being a healer uh, today, meaning on, on the earth today. And they're saying that uh, regardless of the fact that the pyramids um, are not working now and not necessary for healing, uh, there are certain people, that Ross said 4.8, there are those uh, among your people at this time whose purity is already one with intelligent infinity. Without the use of structures, healer patient can gain healing. And so the pyramid is not necessary today. Uh, and there's a more enlightened view of purity uh, in, uh, available in the human mind by, by the um, result of reincarnation. The fact that since you know, Egyptian times 3,500 years ago till today, people have been reincarnating. And also there are wanderers here who bring in with them um, some latent understanding of what healing is all about. Not all, but many. And that could be rekindled if they wish. And so there are some people who are very capable of being healers uh, if they get the sufficient training. But <clears throat> being a healer is not uh, the only way of, of spiritual development. However, self-healing is, is essential. Uh, a person doesn't have to become a healer, but everyone who uh, achieves a greater development uh, of mind-body-spirit has gone through their own healing. So, <clears throat> 4.9, uh, Ra said, we must add that many systems of teach-learning, the healing-patient nexus, meaning many systems of teaching about healing are proper given various mind-body-spirit complexes, meaning given various people, different systems of healing are appropriate. Not one fits all. There are many and many people, and uh, what they're presenting is just one. Uh, however, the principles are, are the same for all, 
meaning the principles of, of releasing, basically dissolving chakra blockage in second and third and developing four and five. That's going to be done in any healing system. <clears throat> and Ross, this is the review. Ross said, we ask your imagination to consider the relative simplicity of the mind of people in the earlier cycle and the less distorted but often overly complex views and thought spirit processes of the same mind-body-spirit complexes after many incarnations. So that today, the people on Earth, uh, whether they are wanderers who've been here for many incarnations or others, uh, the mind is less distorted but usually more complex, while at the earlier time, the mind was actually considered more simple but more distorted. So, simplicity and distortion are not the same. Uh, there are people, you know, indigenous-type people who are living really close to nature and traditional, uh, you know, forest people, mountain people. The mind is more simple, but actually it's considered more distorted also. More distorted because it has a, a certain uh, subtle uh, abilities of mind to recognize truth or principles have not been developed by education or by self-study. But the mind is more simple, but it is considered more distorted. Meanwhile, after many incarnations, that same person would end up with a less simple mind or a more complex mind, but also less distorted, <clears throat> meaning uh, more uh, capable of wisdom. So, Ross said, we also ask your imagination to conceive of those who have chosen distor the distortion of service and have removed their mind-body-spirit complexes from one dimension to another, thus bringing with them in, bringing with them in, sometimes totally latent, okay, thus bringing with them, in sometimes totally latent form, many skills and understandings which more closely match the distortions of the healing patient processes. So you see, Ra's uh, talking is always difficult, complex, uh, and exact, uh, just being able to read this and, and to think about it and for me to speak it is a training of mind, uh, articulation and clarity of, you know, thought and concept. Uh, that is a training just to read Ra and to speak it. But Ra is making the first reference here to wanderers. Wanderers are those who have, um, chosen the way of service, which is a distortion because everything outside um, a full realization of unity, the law of one, the unified self or all is one and one is all, everything other than that belief is a distortion. So healing and service or service in here is a distortion too because there's the belief that, that uh, there's me and you and there's more or less and that's not, uh, that belief comes from limited perception uh, associated with time and space. <clears throat> In the law of one or realization of, of unity, unified self, uh, time and space are seen kind of as, as illusion, illusory. So, be that as it may, uh, wanderers are those who have chosen the way of service. They have taken their being, mind-body-spirit complex, from their higher home native dimension, which is normally fourth, fifth, sixth density, to another, meaning here, 3D physical. 
and then two bring with them bring in with them usually uh, totally latent uh, meaning unrecognized by them many skills and understandings which more closely match the way of healing the way of knowing how to heal so many wanderers have a latent ability to be a healer or a teacher uh, it's a question of then what do we do with it once we're here 4.10 is the new material. Don is basically beginning the uh, dialogue requesting the training. Don says, uh, I or very much like to continue investigation into the possibility of the healing process, but I'm a little lost as to where to begin. Can you tell me what my first step would be? And of course, Ross says, I cannot tell you what to ask. I may suggest that you consider... The somewhat complex information, yes, just given, and thus discover several avenues of inquiry. There is one health, as you call it, in your polarized environment, meaning our 3D thinking, uh, which views um, everything in a polarized way. There's healing and there's distortion, there's wisdom and confusion, this kind of thing. There is one health, as you call it, but there are several significantly various distortions of types of mind-body-spirit complexes. Each type must pursue its own learned teaching in this area. So there's only one health. That health, uh, from energetic analysis, equals clearance of blockages in first, second, third chakras, and significant development and balancing of the fourth and fifth centers, and development and coordination with the sixth chakra, and activation of the gateway between six and seven. That's what health is. Actually, <clears throat> that's total total <laughs> enlightenment, but the main definition of health is uh, maximal clearance of first, second, third chakra distortion, first, second, third chakra blockages, and uh, the associated development and balance of love, wisdom, fourth and fifth rays. So chakra, center, and ray are all the same. Uh, fourth chakra, fourth ray, fourth center, same. Those words are the same. So that's what health really is. Health is basically clearing the lower and developing love wisdom sufficiently. Uh, and that's, uh, that is the goal of every true healing system. But that's not the end of the path. So there is one health. That is the health, what I just said. But there are various types of people, what Ra calls several significantly various distortions of types of mind-body-spirit complexes. <laughs> so <clears throat> these um, several types of beings, mind-body-spirit complex, uh, not people. You know, it's more than personality. But the type, you know, there there is a system called esoteric, psychology, and it's or, or also called seven-ray astrology or seven-ray psychology. And <clears throat> it gets into an understanding of what ray, associated with chakras but not exactly the same, which of the seven rays our different bodies or energy forms are on. So there's the rays of mind. <laughs> so there's a fourth-ray mind and a fifth-ray mind. Uh, what's the ray of, of body? meaning body, mind, spirit as distinct energy fields 
are normally associated with particular um, energy vibrations associated with the seven rays, each of them, but not not all, meaning you don't have, it's not the, the mind complex, meaning mind for any person, would not be necessarily any one of those seven rays or qualified by any one, but there are a couple that are more common as the mind ray, meaning the basic color or tone or quality of vibration of mind for any particular being. So there's a fourth ray mind and a fifth ray mind, this kind of thing. And <clears throat> that's similar to what Ra is saying. These uh, several significantly various distortions of types or several different major types of energy influ energy conditionings or conditions that qualify mind and body and spirit for any one being. And that's esoteric psychology or seven ray psychology. And that's a whole other story. Uh, <clears throat> and Ra is saying that although there's one health which is the clearance of lower blockages and the development of higher centers. Uh, there are many ways to get to it, and each uh, healing system would be more or less appropriate for different types of beings, people, associated with the ray quality of mind and body and spirit for that person. So, meaning there, there's, uh, you know, in, in Hinduism... There's Ashtanga Yoga. Ashtanga Yoga actually means eight eight yogas. It's not one system of, of Hatha Yoga or body exercise yoga. It's actually uh, the term that applies to all the yoga systems. And Ashtanga is eight, or eight way, eight limbs. And that's similar idea, that some people uh, develop best uh, by study. And some people develop best by uh, worldly service, karma yoga. So study is jnana, jnana yoga. Uh, some people develop best by service, that's karma yoga. Some people develop best by physical gymnast-type exercise, which is hatha yoga. Some people do better by sitting quiet meditation, raja yoga, this kind of thing. Uh, there are many systems. <clears throat> and so that um, range of yogas or types of practices, because there are many, many practices within each of them, right? there are many practices of Hatha Yoga or Raja Yoga or Yani Yoga or Karma Yoga. There are many ways. Bhakti Yoga is devotion. So there are many ways, and those certainly are related to the basic types of, of mind, body, and spirit. So Bhakti Yoga is devotional. And some people, they want a devotional practice. They naturally um, feel comfortable uh, in, in devotion, uh, worship or something, to guru, to their guru, to their god, to their view of, of uh, the supreme, a supreme or, or fully developed being. For some people, that works really well. Of course, many people get led astray by that. Every one of these has their pitfalls, uh, but there are different types of mind, different types of personality, and different systems, therefore, appropriate to them to get to the goal of uh, health, uh, which uh, I 
explained in terms of chakras, which is the same destination, but there are many ways up the mountain. <clears throat> so, uh, 4.11, Don picks up on Ra's comment about those who are here from elsewhere, and says, I would assume that the first step would be to find an individual with ability brought with him into this incarnation. Is this correct? Ra said, this is correct. Uh, if, if we're looking for somebody uh, to be a healer, surely somebody who has a prior experience would be helpful, but not necessarily. Meanwhile, most of the people who are involved in healing groups or healing activity, healers, are wanderers on planet Earth today. Ordinary persons, and uh, if you say healing, they don't even know what you're talking about. You mean, oh, uh, you know, I fixed my my broken pinky? You know, they think, oh, healing, you mean fix my body. That's not what healing is. The, the improvement or health of body is the result of inner, um, inner work, inner healing. So, in, in practice, it's normal then that the healers around are wanderers. That's, the common, that's commonly the case. But it doesn't have to be a wanderer who gets training for healing. But the key, you know, Don was sort of approaching this by, let's become healers trained in the initiate, you know, the initiate healing systems of Egypt. Wow, that's cool. Let's do that. And Ra is basically saying, well, how about you begin with total self-healing? And that's really the, the work. And it's not necessary that a person uh, is a wanderer to, to heal themselves and not want necessary to be a wanderer to be the healer. What's necessary is that they do the work to know themselves, what Ross said, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. And know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. Know yourself, fifth chakra, wisdom. Accept yourself, fourth chakra, love. Become the creator, sixth chakra, uh, complete development of unified self. Awareness of unified self. So, 412. <clears throat> Once I have selected an individual to perform healing... It would be helpful to receive instruction from you. Is this possible? I said, this is possible, given the distortions of vibratory sound complexes, meaning given the limitations of words. Yes, sure, we can <clears throat> provide instruction for you for healing. But again, what Don didn't realize is that the path to become a healer uh, begins with the very long work of self-healing. 413. Don goes on, I'm assuming then that the selected individual would necessarily be one who was very much in harmony with the Law of One. Though he may not have any intellectual understanding of it, he should be living the Law of One. Is this correct? And this is not quite correct. And Ra explains it, and Don, Ra explains it and goes on because it's a little complicated. So 4.13 and 4.14 here will explain... Uh, the mindset of the person who could become a healer and the people who are healers. Ra said, this is both correct and incorrect. The idea that uh, the person may or may not be in harmony with the law of one, or should be. The first case, that being correctness, meaning the correctness that, yes, 
the person who does healing or would be selected should be one who's already in harmony with spiritual principles. Uh, the first case being correctness would apply to one such as the questioner itself, meaning Don, who has the distortion towards healing, as you call it, meaning you yourself, Don, um, who have a spiritual perspective on life, uh, could be a healer, uh, for sure. But <clears throat> that's not the only case. So the second thing Ross says is the incorrectness, which shall be observed, is the healing of those, meaning the uh, the healing work of those whose activities in your space-time illusion, meaning physical 3D life, do not reflect the law of one, but whose ability has found its pathway to intelligent infinity, <clears throat> regardless of the plane of existence from which this distortion is found. What? Well, uh, when Ra says, <clears throat> first of all, intelligent infinity is the... Um, the reality that is known by full activation of the bridge between 6th and 7th chakra in the head. That's called the light in the head. So when the light in the head is bright, this is the energy fusion commingling of 6th and 7th chakra activation. That's called the pathway to intelligent infinity. That's called the gateway or shuttle function. And that's the third and highest function, uh, aspect of development or healing of spirit. Healing um, equals actually development. So <clears throat> the, there's the healing of body and the healing of mind, the healing of spirit. The highest last final stage of all of that, or one of the last stages actually, is the coordination of sixth and seventh chakra. And that can only be done fully after there's clearance of 1, 2, 3, and full development of five, of 4 and 5. So, Ra is saying that there are some people whose lives here, in 3D physical, don't reflect spiritual principles, but they have had, they have somehow um, been able to sufficiently open the gateway between 6th and 7th chakra, not fully, but partially. Um, regardless of the plane of existence from which their distortion is found, meaning they still have lower chakra blockages. The plane of existence is another way of saying um, the, le the chakra level. Chakra levels represent uh, states of consciousness, qualities of mind and consciousness and awareness. These qualities of awareness could be called planes of existence. So very esoteric. So the plane of existence from which the distortion is found represents is Ra saying that although these people have second have first, second, third chakra blockages, you know, like the greedy money healers. There are there are many money healers uh, or healers who like money. And there are many healers who like fame. And there are many healers who like uh, adulation. So they like adulation, they like people following them, they like to be famous, they like money, they like to be a big shot. These are distortions in first, second, third chakras. Meanwhile, they still do have healing ability, meaning they can act as a transmitter of energy. And that's because there is some activation of the, of the gateway shuttle between 6th and 7th chakra 
despite the fact that they still have lower chakra blockages and may not be nice people. I mean, there are some famous healers that shall not be named uh, who are really idiots, actually, but they have um, some healing ability, which means they can transmit energy. And that can and that assists others to help heal themselves actually. So it is true that some healers don't have um you know, don't 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 live in accordance with true spiritual principles. They're selfish, they're egotistical, they're small minded, they're worldly, they're crude, they're they're stupid about other things actually. But still, uh despite this plan you know, their lower chakra blockages or their distortions, they still have found a pathway to intelligent infinity. They still have some access to uh, intelligent energy coming through six chakra because they have done some spiritual work too. But doing spiritual work doesn't by itself clear lower blockages, and that's the point. So, 414, Don was confused, I don't understand, what are you saying? Could you restate that another way? Ra said, I can restate that in many ways, given this instrument's knowledge of your vibratory sound complexes. So, sure, I can say it in many different ways, given the fact that Carla knows a lot of words, and we can use those words. I will strive for a shorter distortion at this time. <clears throat> so, Ra's cute. So, they say, two kinds there are who can heal. Those such as yourself who, having the innate distortion towards knowledge giving of the law of one, meaning they have an innate tendency towards sharing spiritual principles, can heal but do not. Uh, they haven't been trained or they haven't developed that. And then those who, having the same knowledge, but showing no significant distortion consciously towards the law of one in mind, body, or spirit, yet and nevertheless have opened a channel to the same ability. So there are people who have an innate a deep appreciation of spiritual principles, but haven't activated them. And uh, then there are others who have activated them, uh, but are not really, um, really heart-centered in appreciating spiritual principles. So there are people who could heal uh, because they 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 are righteous, they are based in love, kindness and seeking, but they haven't actually activated their healing powers. And then there are others who have activated healing powers, but don't actually seek uh, a true deep spiritual righteousness. So uh, those are often the ones who are healers. Meaning, you have a lot of people who had a healing, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Madame, Madame uh, Sophia downtown at the psychic, uh, at the psychic store, you know. She has some ability to read minds or to send energy, but she's a, a crude materialist who loves money and uh, watches television. So this kind of thing, you have some psychics and some channels and some healers who have ability uh, because they have opened the channels. Meanwhile, they have lower chakra blockages and they are unpleasant or crude or kind of lowly personalities. So... You have lowly personalities who are crude and don't talk to trees. Meanwhile, they have some ability to heal. And you have others who can talk to trees, 
but they haven't activated their talk to trees as uh, communication with nature. That's not a little thing. And uh, and and <laughs> it's sort of a joke, but it's true. Meanwhile, uh, those people who are living righteous or seek that uh, and are heart-centered uh, haven't certain powers, haven't developed certain powers. So Ra goes on and concludes, the point being that there are those who, without proper training, shall we say, nevertheless heal. It's a further meaning they haven't had the complete training of purification. It is a further item of interest that those whose life does not equal their work may find some difficulty in absorbing the energy of intelligent infinity and thus become quite distorted in such a way as to cause disharmony in themselves and others and perhaps even find it necessary to cease the healing activity. Therefore, those of the first type, those who seek to serve and are willing to be trained in thought, word, and action, are those who will be able to comfortably maintain the distortion towards service in the area of healing. Now, that's the summation. The point being that there are those who don't have full training without purification, still they can heal. This is the, you know, again, the worldly healer who uh, is usually egotistical and small-minded and even unpleasant. Meanwhile, they have some healing ability. And these are people whose life does not equal their work. Their way of being in the world does not equal the, the power and um, goodliness of their work, which they can do, although they themselves are unpleasant. They may, generally they do, find some difficulty in continuing to absorb the energy of intelligent infinity, and thus they become quite distorted. That's called burnout. And that's called hitting the wall. And, and everybody has that somewhat. I mean, I've had that. And uh, when, when there are major distortions that the person hasn't dealt with, which is what we're talking about, meanwhile, they're doing some, some great work in the world. But they still have personal distortions, of course, and they're unrecognized, <clears throat> and that's why they remain. And then at some point, they, um, they break through the surface into consciousness and manifest, and the person has to stop their service, in fact. Uh, so, uh, these, uh, the person may become quite distorted in such a way as to cause disharmony in themselves and others. This is the harmful healer, the healer who hurts him or herself, or teacher, or guru, or psychic, common. So this is, you know, the basis, actually, of uh, spiritual teacher corruption, teacher being channel or psychic or guru or healer, spiritual leader, spiritual, you know, figure uh, becoming corrupted or burning out or having to stop their work uh, <clears throat> because they uh, hadn't done, they haven't done sufficient self-purification, meaning they still have certain distortions. That's normal. <clears throat> the question is, what do they do once that stuff comes up? Do they really uh, purify or release the distortions? So, uh, when that stuff comes up for that type of person, they may even find it necessary to cease the healing activity and stop and uh, take a break because 
they have to, you know, they have to um, take care of their own home, their own being, who, in which distortions have arisen uh, that they hadn't done before, hadn't taken care of before. So therefore, Ra says, the first type, those of the first type, those who seek to serve and are willing to be trained in thought, word, and deed, thought, word, and action, uh, <clears throat> in mind, body, spirit, or body, mind, spirit, are those who will be able to comfortably maintain the distortion towards service in the area of healing or continue being healers. And that's the key, is um, continued self-training. Uh, Don asks, is it possible for you to train us in healing? Ross says, yes, it's possible. Will you train us? Ross said, we will. 4.17, um, again, Don doesn't know really where he's going with this. He thinks that, you know, they're going to become healers, but actually Ra's going to present the body of teachings of self-healing. And that, <laughs> nobody really got through that in the group there. Not not anybody really gets through that ever, as I said. Most everybody remains, you know, almost everyone dies distorted. Almost everyone dies or finishes the incarnation with a backload of, of unhealed um, process in mind. That's normal. It's not a bad thing. It just means they didn't pay attention to it. It's normal. So, <clears throat> 417, one of the last major questions of the session, Don asks says, I have no idea of how long this would take, or if you can even tell anything about that. Is it possible for you to give me a synopsis of the program of training required? I have no knowledge of what questions to ask at this point. So basically, he kept saying, you know, can you tell us about healing? Can you train us? And I said, sure, sure, okay, okay. And Don's like, oh, ooh, okay, now what? We don't even, I don't even know where to go. Uh, I have no knowledge of what questions to ask at this point. I'll ask that question in the hopes that it makes sense. <laughs> um, you know, the teacher says, okay, okay, okay. Then the student realizes uh, he doesn't even have the container for the, for the teacher to pour the water into. Uh, but, but Ra provided it. So Ra answers, uh, we consider your request for information we consider your request for information, for as you noted, there are a significant number of vibratory sound complexes which can be used in sequence to train the healer. <laughs> this is a complicated way of saying, um, we understand what you're saying in terms of the difficulty of knowing where to start, because yes, indeed, there are many different words that we can use uh, in sequence, <laughs> in, in, in sentences, in paragraphs, uh, to train a healer, to train you. So there's a lot different, a lot that we can say, and uh, yes, it's true, uh, it's difficult to know where to start. So, then they start. They say, the synopsis is a very appropriate entry that you might understand what is involved. So they're going to synopsize or summarize uh, the, the practice or the training of healing. Firstly, the mind must be known to itself. This is perhaps the most demanding part of healing work. If the mind knows itself, uh, then the most important aspect of healing has occurred, for consciousness is the microcosm of the law of one. The second part has to do with the disciplines of the body complexes. 
In the streamings reaching your planet at this time, these understandings and disciplines have to do with the balance between love and wisdom in the use of the body in its natural functions. The third area is the spiritual, and in this area the first two disciplines are connected through the attainment of contact with intelligent infinity. So, <clears throat> mind, body, spirit. The first work is mind. This is um, mind self-revelation. Mind revealing itself to itself. Mind must be known to itself. Know yourself. Know yourself, accept yourself. If you don't know yourself, uh, or know the mind, uh, the qualities of, of love and acceptance will remain weak. If the qualities of love and acceptance are weak, the mind can't know itself deeply. So, love and wisdom are two sides of the same coin. Love and wisdom are two ways of looking at the, the heart of mind. The heart of mind is love-wisdom. Xin in the Chinese system. Heart-mind. <clears throat> Heart-knowing. This, uh, these are two, this know yourself and accept yourself are the two main functions uh, of mind that lead to healing. And Ra says it's perhaps the most demanding part of the healing work, which is this, the full self-revelation of mind to mind. Your mind to yourself. You, your mind uh, by yourself to yourself. If the mind knows itself, the most important aspect of healing has occurred for consciousness is the microcosm of the law of one. Uh, it's all mind, and the capacity of mind to uh, to live with unconditional acceptance, totality, unconditional acceptance of all, meaning no struggle, controlling, manipulating, deception, avoidance, denial of anything. Total acceptance of what is. Uh, this um, is required <laughs> to live in the law of one. You know, the unified self is the state of higher self, Atman, late sixth density, Ra said, higher, you know, they're in the state of unified self where they realize self is all, all is one, one is all. Uh, that is the law of one. Uh, that can't be realized fully, of course, if the person is um, held by unrecognized avoidance, patterns of avoidance, denial, uh, manipulation, ex uh, uh, manipulation of experience. You know, I'm finished with all that. Well, how do you know? I don't know. Then why do you say it? <laughs> because I want to be finished with all that. Why? Because I don't want to face more of it. Why? Because it's painful. Of course. But uh, that blockage of acceptance or allowance leads to a blockage in wisdom or knowing. And so fourth and fifth chakras depend upon each other because they're really one center. Ra actually said once called, they actually used the term the blue-green center. Fifth, fourth. The fourth, fifth centers are the heart of mind or that's what the essence of true mind is love wisdom and so that's the work of mind knowing itself mind must be known to itself and um, that that full uh, brave self-revelation um, opens the door in in consciousness of course 
to realization of the law of one, or the unified self. can't be a unified self when there are certain portions of mind that we don't like, or avoid, or don't accept. It doesn't mean we have to actually have to like everything, but um, full acceptance is the way. Secondly, the disciplines of body, body complex, it's not, um, you know, exactly like... Uh, gymnastic exercises here. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about how the mind relates to body and the energy system. And <clears throat> Ra saying, according to where planet Earth is at this time in the history of the planet and the solar system, related to the streamings reaching your planet at this time, meaning from cosmic sources, the constellations and other planets, where the solar system is in the sector of the galaxy uh, today versus 3,500 years ago, uh, the training of body is different now than it was before. These understandings and disciplines of uh, healing of body have mainly to do with balance between love and wisdom in the use of the body and natural functions. Natural functions of the body are eating, sleeping, sexual, um, exercise, um, engagement with others versus solitude. These various natural functions of the body uh, need, Ross said, um, discipline and control with love and wisdom. So it's not exactly control in the way of domination or uh, manipulation. But again, like I say, uh, like regulation of sleeping, discipline of sleeping. Well, if I go to sleep every night at 3.30 in the morning, I know I will get sick. Well, uh, maybe I shouldn't go to sleep at 3.30 in the morning every night. Hmm, okay, maybe I should discipline myself so I go to sleep at midnight, or 1, or whatever. Same thing with sex. You know, if I have sex, uh, you know, if not alone, of course, you can't quite do that, but sort of. If, if one's sexual function is way excessive, um, one will hurt oneself or hurt the body. If one's sexual function is totally repressed, one will also hurt oneself. Okay. If one's sexual activity is this or that, it's helpful. If it's this or the, if it's something else, it may be unhelpful. Same thing with eating. So all these natural functions of body um, need regulation or discipline basically in a balanced way. And the balance is love and wisdom. And so love says yes and wisdom says no. Love says go for it and wisdom says wait, wait, let's look at this. And so that's the balance. Uh, <clears throat> the third area is the spiritual and this is particularly fifth and uh, sixth and seventh chakras in the head. And in this area the first two disciplines are connected through the attainment of contact with intelligent infinity. As I said before, that is the linkage by energy of 6th and 7th chakras in the head. And that's the final work. So you can see the head as the, the realm of spirit, spirit complex. You can see the body-mind as the, the torso. Body-mind. It's not exactly that some chakras only relate to body or mind or spirit, but uh, the body can be seen that way. The seven chakras of the body 
uh, divided into the torso and the head can surely be seen as body, mind, spirit in ascending qualities of those chakras. First chakra is surely body and grounding and energy and issues of survival. And fourth and fifth chakra surely is uh, the higher functions of mind, love, wisdom, uh, pure reception, and true knowing. Surely the sixth and seventh chakra are about experiences of unity and infinity. But um, every chakra is involved in, in all processes. So it's not that some are open and some are closed, but we can assume that they're all blocked in some way. They're all, all chakras are blocked somewhat. Some silly healers and silly patients say, oh, okay, now my second chakra is open. Okay, oh, now it's blocked. Oh, I need your healing. Okay, now it's open. I opened your second chakra. Okay, thank you. This is a childishness because it doesn't work that way. Chakras are not open or closed in a, such a simplistic way. They're relatively blocked or relatively cleared, relatively developed and coordinated, or less so. It's more sophisticated and subtle than people think. So those are the though that's the overview or synopsis of the whole work, actually, of healing and balance. The mind must be known to itself. Uh, the body functions need natural body functions need balance need to be understood or regulated by love wisdom and balance and the final work is uh, the coordination of um, spiritual reality <laughs> the access to infinity with the totality of the personality and then uh, let me do 418 and then take questions so, Don says, I believe I have some idea of the accomplishment, a little idea anyway, of the accomplishment of the first step, meaning mind. Can you elaborate the other two steps? Dot, dot, dot. The ta they don't think they had three tape recorders running at this time. This is just session four. So they lost some of the, of the sound on the, on the tape. Ra is explaining body and spirit work more now, 418. Ra says, imagine the body. Imagine the more dense aspects of the body. Proceed therefrom to the very finest knowledge of energy pathways which revolve and cause the body to be energized. Understand that all natural functions of the body have all aspects from dense to fine and can be transmuted to what you may call sacramental. This is a brief investigation of the second area, the healing and training of body. To speak to the third Imagine, if you will, the function of the magnet. The magnet has two poles. One reaches up, the other goes down. The function of the spirit is to integrate the the upreaching yearning of the mind-body energy with the downpouring and streaming of, intellig of infinite intelligence. This is a brief explication of the third area. So, Ron knows what he's talking about. Um, how many people could talk this way? How many healers know this? One percent, maybe. So you see, most most new age healers don't really know what they're doing. They can do something, sure, but they don't have the view from higher self, and they surely um, don't understand the coordination of seven chakras. 
That's why they jump with new systems of 15 or 12 chakras and 49 chakras because they don't understand the seven. So in terms of body, the body has dense aspects called flesh and bone and sinew and nerve and blood and all that. That's the dense aspects of body, using the word dense in a certain way. Not energetically dense, but materially dense. Proceed therefrom to the very finest knowledge, or the knowledge of the very finest energy pathways, meaning subtle energy channels. Hinduism, yoga, understands very well what's called nadis, N-A-D-I, nadi, means an energy thread or line, which is what Chinese acupuncture works on, which are um, energy lines that are associated with the nervous system, but not the same, uh, associated with the movement of, of different energies throughout the subtle energy bodies. So we go from understanding that the body equals dense flesh and bone, more uh, then further we can understand that that is the, the substanding some substructure to that is an energetic lattice, an energetic um, grid, uh, or a, a network of energy lines and channels. They revolve and um, are activated and cause the body to be energized. So the body that the energetic uh, the liveliness, the vitality of body, is um, is due to the vital body. <laughs> the vital body is the etheric body. These are the energy pathways which revolve and cause the physical body to be energized. Now, also, of course, all the natural functions of the body have aspects from dense to fine, meaning like eating. Right? There's the mouth. And there's the esophagus, and there's the stomach, and there's the intestine, and there's the, the bottom. Now, that's kind of dense. But there's also the fine, which are the energy channels and energy paths and energy dynamics associated with digestion, you know, um, absorption or mastication, chewing and swallowing and digesting and absorbing and assimilating and utilizing. There's many subtle functions involved there. And uh, actually, Tibetan medicine in Ayurveda, Indian medicine, also understands that, that there are, very, there, there are many energy dynamics associated with uh, eating that are quite subtle. Uh, likewise, not only does each body function uh, have aspects that are dense and fine or fleshy and subtle, also, in our understanding, our activity, our way of being with those natural functions can be transmitted to what you may call sacramental. And so, as I said before, in a class long, long ago, one can eat like, like an animal, you know, gobbling, eat like a slob, eat like a pig. One can eat like um, a god, or one can eat in the middle way is actually eating like, a, like an aristocrat. Oh, oh, how delicious. Oh, taste this. Oh, I use my silver spoon. So one can eat um, in with the identity of being, uh, you know, an upper-class social elite uh, person. And one can also transmute that whole thing into a sacramental, in, into a sacramental activity 
where one is communing with um, God or the Creator or infinite love, love light, uh, by their way of eating. You know, giving blessings for the food and and appreciating uh, deeply and and even recognizing the 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 hallowed or what Ra calls the consecrate nature of that activity, meaning uh, it's a holy activity. Food is food is holy. That's why it shouldn't be wasted one little bit. And one can have an attitude of um, being a god eating um, or being in a higher dimension and uh, communing with the natural the natural world in the act of eating. The whole thing can be um, transmuted into a more spiritualized experience. Uh, and that's part of uh, the work or training on body. Finally, in terms of the work of spirit, Ross says, imagine the function of the magnet with two poles, one reaching up, the other going down. Uh, the function of spirit is like a magnet. It integrates the upward reaching, upreaching yearning of mind-body, which is the fifth, basically the first five chakras and the torso. The upreaching yearning of mind-body energy with downpouring and in-streaming infinite intelligence. This is what comes down through the seventh chakra. So the linear, you know, the vertical model is useful, even though that's it's not quite that way. It's a useful start. Uh, energy coming into the crown, energy coming up through the seven centers from the root chakra, the base of the spine upwards. And the... Uh, this is very much just like a plant, you know. The tree um, reaches down to the earth um, for support and for nourishment while it yearns upwards and streams energy up towards the sun. So the tree of life is the tree of humanity. Humanity is a tree of life. And our roots are in body and our heart yearns um, for bliss and peace and infinite love and joy. So that's just like the tree that spreads its branches and leaves and flowers up towards the sun in devotion, actually, and in worship, knowing that that's its source. So trees are holy, and they understand that. So the spirit complex itself is an integrator of um, the downstreaming infinite intelligence, um, the solar um, power from the sun or from the one infinite creator or from beyond the octave, actually, beyond all manifestation, beyond the seven densities, downpouring, downstreaming intelligent infinity, infinite intelligence, uh, joined with the upward reaching of mind-body, very much so the first five chakras pure, purified body and mind. So the spirit complex in the head is that bridge. And that's the, that's the work of healing spirit complex, or the transformation. That's initiation. So there's healing balance and initiation. Healing, and healing is very much the work of clearance of first, second, third chakra blockages. Balance is very much the work of uh, maximal development of love, wisdom, fourth and fifth chakras, in balance, in harmony, 
Initiation is very much the work of spirit transformation, sixth and seventh rays, coordinating with the first five centers and with the um, plenum of infinite, infinite energy and infinity itself coming through the head or as the natural condition of, of reality that we live within that comes in or doesn't. But the final work is, is um, this transformation of the spirit bridge of, of six and seventh chakras. So let's take questions and then we'll end the session. Any questions here? Yes, <laughs> yes the first chakra has blockages, but it's somewhat beyond um, direct conscious working by manipulation of thought. You know, you can't say the working of second and third chakra uh, blockage or healing the blockages. The working of clearing the blockages of second and third are more done by um, thinking or can well be done by thinking. The, the blockages of first chakra can't or, or before thinking. They're really associated with energetics and it can be done by work on body and spirit uh, but it's a little bit different. So yes there are blockages the way of clearing those blockages I believe actually work goes into the the major portion is done in the in the healing of spirit complex and um, as second chakra is blocked also there's as second chakra is unblocked there's more energy allowed to come through the first but there are certain limits to the first chakra by birth because the first seventh chakra band because of the yeah. band between one and seven when you you know the way forward Heraclitus said the way forward is the way back yeah. and the seven chakras can be seen not only as as a vertical column you know up and down columnar like a column up and down but also spherically and so when you the seventh chakras really are, are spirit the, the body my spirit is spherical not a column you know, we stand in a body up and down, vertical. But actually, that's just the physical manifestation of a sphere, meaning a big ball, a big sphere of energy called body-mind-spirit complex. And so, although the first chakra is way down there by, by the feet and the base of the spine, and the seventh is up by the top of my head, uh, that's not the way they are seen in the spherical mind-body-spirit complex. So when you work on the outer, you're working on the, the inner. When you're working on the shell, you're working on 7-1. Uh, and so there are chakra bands, as I said before, 1, 7, 2, 6, 3, 5, and 4 is the bullseye, the heart chakra being most important, actually, here. So working on spirit is actually a very subtle purification of energy channels associated with uh, physical body or the etheric. Working on spirit is in very many ways um, fine. Is is proceeds by the way of surrender, not um, active working. It's basically um, holding on and not letting go of the stream of purification that occurs um, beyond a sense of self. <laughs> Okay. Right. But the first chakra is certainly related to body. It's red ray anchoring 
of the form into the dimension, uh, or body, mind, spirit activation into the dimensional, you know, environment uh, associated with our form, our body, physical body. However, because of the seven-one band and the spherical body, mind, spirit complex, which is very different in in its activity than what looks like a vertical column of up and down. Uh, working on six seven is very much working on one two, and that's the final portion of working in in spirit initiation of spirit. Yeah, again, this is you know long discussion, but six chakra um, is associated with knowing that the self and and everything is complete and whole and perfect, completion, wholeness, perfection. And realizing, Ra said, that self is a being of infinite worth. Now, the inability to realize self is a being of infinite worth is second chakra blockage. <laughs> and so, as second chakra blockage goes away, uh, we, realize, we, we end up with a purified sense of self. Not better than anyone, not worse than anyone. Not good and not bad, but uh, boundless and without definition, and essential, and not phenomenal. Now, that purification of the sense of self leads to six chakra activation, and six chakra activation can help clearance of uh, distorted notions of self. Um, yeah, actually, at, if you're talking about subplanes, subdensity harmonics, <clears throat> you know, every chakra is not one thing. It's not a bucket that's empty, or full. It's not a uh, garbage pail that has to be cleaned. Some people think, oh, I cleaned my third chakra. Oh, it's, it's more of a um, complex vortex and mandala of energetics that are associated with every other chakra and can also be understood at seven, as seven sub-levels, seven the sub-dimensional levels per chakra. And so there's the <clears throat> there any blockage in six, in second chakra will have an associated six chakra blockage. Yes, vice versa. Yeah. So the um, the way of total uh, clearing of six chakra proceeds or is built upon total clearance of second and third too, of course. So. Uh, any lower chakra blockage will have an associated upper chakra harmonic blockage. And any upper chakra harmonic blockage, which, of course, you know, these things are all invisible and very subtle, uh, but it'll have an associated lower chakra blockage. Now, people can be a healer and they can transmit energy, and you think, wow, they're great, they're, they're enlightened or whatever. Uh, or a teacher has great wisdom and power, and you think, oh my god, he must be a Buddha. But actually you don't see that there are, that, that's not a full development of fifth or sixth chakra. That's a partial development, more than others, but there still are blockages. And people don't recognize that, and then they're surprised when their teacher uh, shows bad behavior, or, you know, their life doesn't equal their work. So, the uh, that, that's why Ra says, you know, that this is the work of mind and body and spirit. Uh, the the work of total development of of higher signers, pretty much six and seven, 
can't happen without the preparatory work of the first five. And that's the work on mind and body. So it's it's sequential, but it's also all done at the same time. All right. So let me finish the session four. And there are just a couple other questions Don asks. I'll go through it quickly. Don wonders, would the training program involve specific things to do, specific instructions and exercises? Ross said, we're not at this time incarnate among your peoples, clearly. Thus, we can guide and attempt to specify, but cannot, by example, show. And that that's a handicap. However, yes, there should indeed be fairly specific exercises of mind, body, and spirit during the teach-learning process we offer, and they'll explain those later. It is to be once again reiterated or iterated that healing is but one distortion of the law of one. To reach an undistorted understanding of that law, it is not necessary to heal or, indeed, to show any manifestation, but only to exercise the disciplines of understanding. And so, uh, the disciplines of understanding is basically the way of know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator, uh, Ra also called it acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, and direction of the will. So, great self-acceptance, uh, great self-forgiveness or knowing of self, and very careful um, and delicate direction of will uh, can be done leading to a deep understanding or a deep realization of unified self, which is the law of one, uh, and doesn't have to show any manifestation of healing or magical powers or anything like that. So there are people who are very ordinary, it seems, but um, they're highly purified. And then there are other people who have magic powers or great wisdom or power or ability or something, and they still have unrecognized lower chakra blockages and distortions in mind. So Ra is saying, don't think that um, being a healer is uh, the summit of achievement or the measure of achievement, because it isn't. Uh, there are people who have powers and great wisdom, uh, and they have lots of personality blockages. This is the, uh, the dubious teacher, the dubious channel healer, guru, psychic, the one that you know hasn't really purified heart, mind. And then there are others who have purified heart, mind, and have no uh, external manifestation. They don't show any manifestation, but they exercise or live the disciplines of understanding. And finally, uh, Don is asking really about uh, 420. Uh, I'll ask, can you state the law of one and the laws of healing to me again? And this is the last major reply or QA of session four. And again, Ra will explain the relationship between healing and the law of one. And each, Ra says, the law of one though beyond the limitations of name, as you call vibratory sound complexes, name or word, may be approximated by stating that all things are one, that there is no polarity, no right or wrong, no disharmony, but only identity. All is one, and that one is love-light, light-love, the infinite creator. Uh, 
one of the primal distortions of the law of one is that of healing. Now, it may be uh, manifest by a person who doesn't have distortions, but uh, it's a distortion just because within the activity of healing and the understanding of healing, there is some sense of polarity or greater and lesser, more or less, and that's not um, quite the same as realization that all is one, but uh, it's considered a primal distortion or a primal um, derivative of unity or law of one. Healing occurs, and this is the key, healing occurs when a mind-body-spirit complex is realized, when a mind-body-spirit complex realizes deep within itself the law of one. That is, that there is no disharmony, no imperfection, that all is complete and whole and perfect. Thus, the intelligent infinity within this mind-body-spirit complex reforms the illusion of body, mind, or spirit to a form congruent with the law of one. The healer acts as energizer or catalyst for this completely individual process. And so that's the key. We can say that healing occurs when the person realizes the law of one, but it's not um, thinking, oh, okay, all is one, am I healed yet? It's not like that. It's not shallow. It's a deep realization that all is whole and complete and perfect. And a, a deep realization that what appears and is experienced as har- disharmony and imperfection isn't. Uh, that there's a perfection and a um, completion uh, intrinsic to all, to our being, to what we are, who we are, what we are, and all conditions we experience. When when there's that sort of blessing or sa- realization or sanctification, realization of the sanctity of now, self is a being of infinite worth, no matter what. And what we call disharmony is really our labeling, our naming of it, our judging, but not it itself. When we realize that um, deeply, not by thought only, but by at a deep level of our being, then the intelligent infinity within the person, within the mind-body-spirit complex, uh, working on the etheric body, which is called the form-maker body, the six chakra energy field, the energy field of our seven energy fields associated with six chakra, may reform or make a new form for what is uh, called body, mind, or spirit. Uh, the illusion or the temporary appearance of body, mind, spirit uh, moves towards a form more congruent with um, the law of one, meaning a realization that all is complete and whole and perfect just as it is right now. The healer is only an energizer or a catalyst. So healer doesn't make healing. Self heals self, always. Ross said at some point something like, self heals self by the the self-healing properties of self. So healing is done by the self always, even if it involves taking a medicine or an herb or going to a healer or doing meditation whatever it is, or talking with somebody, uh, healing is done by the self for the self, by the self-healing power or properties of ourself. So that's why Ross says it's a completely individual process. 
So somebody says, I'll heal you. They don't know what healing really is. Clearly. Bang. Just like that. I can't heal you. The healer doesn't heal. The self heals the self. The healer is but an energizer or catalyst. But of course there are, you know, master healers like Jesus, called a crystallized healer, uh, who can transmit energy, intelligent energy, uh, excellently. And then there are others who can't. But, uh, you know, and we'll see this very far down in, in much later session, Ra said that when Yeshua, or Jesus, was doing healing, he said, um, realize that your faith healed you. you. Your quality of faith in me healed you. Uh, because even with a perfect healer who can transmit energy, you know, in 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 perfection, in in uh, without any distortion of the self, still whether or not the person uses it to reform the illusions of body, mind, or spirit is up to that person. It's their responsibility. Completely individual process. So that's the introduction to healing. And it's very deep, and um, Ra will talk about it much, at much greater length in future sessions. After that, there's just some other some talk about how to maintain the contact, and the length of the work, and how many sessions should we do. And um, Ra ends with, uh, "I leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite intelligence, which is the Creator." Go forth rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one Adonai. Adonai, being Hebrew, um, is a blessing benediction and uh, not a Jewish matter. It's not a religious matter. It's because of the vibratory quality of that phrase, Adonai. So, <clears throat> that's session four. And um, thank you for letting me speak it. That's the way it is always for us. It's, it's easy to let go of what's painful. It's hard to let go of what's comfortable. So this is, you know, the first part of therapy is going through our painful emotional process. The deeper work in therapy or self-growth, self-development, is going through what's comfortable and what we're attached to and afraid to let go of. That's much harder than going through the crisis. Well, again, some of them have some spiritual power developed by a real activation of six chakra and the linkage of six and seven. Some of them really have that power, for sure. But that doesn't say anything about their level of purification of personality. So, personally, I um, don't have much interest in psychics because uh, they can see some things, but there are other things they can't see. And they themselves um, are normally not, not so well developed because they think that being a psychic is important. And they take their service or their work of being a psychic as, some, uh, as a, their idea of spiritual path. They think that being a channel, being a psychic, is their spiritual path. That's not true at all. It's part of their service, um, but... It um, is not a path. It's a manifestation of some achievement. And so they're usually blocked in ways that they don't want to look at. 
and therefore they're limited and, and cannot serve as a teacher of wisdom. And if you and if you submit yourself to them, you'll end up getting their their confused views because they haven't because they haven't purified their um, their their mind, their anger and their desires enough. And they're generally egotists in some way. They like other people um, thinking of them as a psychic. They like the title. Where do you go? Where do you go when you die? Well, where you go is uh, to an astral plane or another dimension that uh, involve you know in which there really are uh, angels and demons. Demons are just entities that that love darkness and pain and greed and suffering and all that. But uh, people, some people who get involved in those occult practices that try to be positive, like I'm reading tarot cards for you end up uh, making association with negative entities on the astral plane. So, <clears throat> you know, and then they think that they've got some great ability or achievement uh, and not realizing that they're really in trouble. This is very common, very, very common. But you gotta, you, you have to use your own intuition and, and rely on yourself. And if you feel somebody's off, better to stay away from them, actually. It's not good to depend on someone who's dark. <laughs> That's a really bad idea. Um, yeah, <clears throat> right. I mean, if you put your trust in someone who actually has uh, association to negative entities, those negative entities will have some influence over you. Now, it's also true that some people who have their own, some psychics who have their own distortions that they don't realize, they're... Um, more, they're more sensitive and highly tuned to uh, frequencies of what's dark and, and um, unfortunate. And so they can predict death. You know, they're thinking, oh my God, somebody's died, somebody's sensitive, or somebody's died, somebody's in suffering, this, this trouble or that trouble. That's, <clears throat> that's how they're tuned. They've tuned themselves to the frequencies, lower, lower chakra frequencies, actually lower second chakra frequencies of suffering and fear. And uh, they can predict those things pretty well. Uh, well, <clears throat> well, there are two different things. One is that uh, those people can sometimes have a greater sensitivity in predicting or seeing what's coming, which is of darkness, fear, and suffering and pain. They can tell those things better than some other people because they're tuned to those frequencies. Meanwhile, it's also true that if you go to a person like that and then resonate and believe them and and have fear also uh, and uh, trust what's being said, you can make those kind of negative things happen. So be careful who you go to. Yeah, Ra said that they they taught, and we'll get into this far later in the sessions, they taught the Egyptians the system of tarot, which was only 22 cards, only the major arcana cards, only, uh, as a way of understanding the archetypes of the deep mind associated with body, mind, or mind, body, spirit. Seven, 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 and then one, which was the transformation card, 22. So those 22 were originally used as 
um, learning tools for the adepts and the initiates to um, go to the higher levels of training in mind and spirit. Now, uh, they then had many other influences added since 3,500 years ago, including astrological and, and then European systems which put them into playing cards and gambling and all of that. And then they were used uh, for prediction and all sorts of sorcery and occult things. So they could be used uh, for those lower purposes, uh, but the original intention was teaching the archetypes or the nature of the deep mind and the path, which was a whole other story, and that was part of the initiate training. So the original intention was lost, and the cards had many other influences added, and the numbers of cards increased to whatever it is today, 78 or something. And uh, the original meanings were lost, the original usage was lost, uh, and then some people use them. But you can still use them in a positive way if you're positive. <laughs> so there's a saying in Buddhism, in Chinese Buddhism, when a cow drinks water, it turns to milk. When a snake drinks water, it turns to poison. So what the person does with the tool um, is really uh, relative to that person's intentions. And the tool can be used positive or negative. All right. Well, that's that's the way it goes. That's, you know, the devil doesn't make a deal, he doesn't win. So, uh, higher negatives don't make deals unless they know they're going to win. And so, there are certain occult practices, uh, the negative side uses it all the time, in which power is invoked and... Um, ransomed. The person ransoms some portion of their soul. Not really their soul, but their energetics and their mind and their karma and their life stream over many incarnations even. They ransom that to get power or wisdom, knowledge, negative use of wisdom, which is knowledge, using wisdom in a negative way, knowledge, information, secrets, and um, power from negative entities on higher planes. So they make those deals with the devil. With, but they're not the devil. It's really negative entities and negative extraterrestrial. And then they're on the hook for a long time, multi-incarnationally. But that kind of stuff is very real. Higher dimensions are real. Demonic negative entities are real. Uh, negative ET is real. But, but you know, that's a small... It's, a, it's not the whole. It's a vast, vast minority. It's... 10% or less of cosmic community is negative like that. Negative on the astral plane, negative fourth density and all that. That's a very small number compared to the the um, overall cosmic or higher dimensional community, which is almost all uh, profoundly benevolent. Just have to understand that on this planet, the negatives have been running things for about fifteen thousand years. But we'll get into that more later. So, any other questions or comments before we end for today? <clears throat> Orion is um, a federation. Orion is a constellation name, and that constellation is considered by Ra 
the home or the center, the power center of a federation of other fourth and fifth density, of mainly fourth density negative groups, or groups groups from other planets on other star systems that are service to self, negative path, mainly fourth density negative, some fifth density negative, but not so much, that, uh, you know, is going on the left-hand path. <clears throat> and that's, they're the main uh, influence of Earth humanity uh, moving it or leading it to delusion and distortion and negativity. Not, it's not the main influence on humanity, but it's the main negative influence. And it's at a higher level than the astral demonic negative entities and all that stuff. And so that, <clears throat> basically, the idea of fallen angels is Orion. It's, it's, you can say they are, they are spirits who reject love and uh, unity and um, the glory of a benevolent universe and creator. So they're not really fallen They've just chosen to go without love, and that's just a path. That's the result of free will. No problem. The, the issue is that they have an inordinate uh, degree of influence uh, on humanity and have for a long time, 15,000 years or so. And that's because of the basic ignorance of humanity. Uh, you know, it, it takes two to tango, and... If you um, don't hold fast to love and a desire for truth, then uh, if you keep developing, you end up going negative. So they have a strong influence of humanity. Good night.